Hello, coffee. Hello, coffee. Hello, coffee with rum in it. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Well, I've had a day. Have you? I've had a day. So I'm putting a little bit of rum in my coffee and I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen to story. Well, we'd better introduce ourselves first. Yeah, possibly. Could be considered a good thing to do. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome back around the virtual campfire. Settle in, warm your knees, grab a bun, fight Kate for the marshmallows. You will not have to fight me for the marshmallows. You've already eaten them? Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty for everyone. They are, however, virtual, so <laughs> I can virtual be I can be as generous as anybody as as you like. <laughs> Everybody can have all the marshmallows. It's fine. Lovely. Okay. You sure? Apart from that one. And that one. That's my one. And that one. <laughs> and those two. But other than those, <laughs> all the virtual marshmallows are anybody's. Hello lovely listeners, welcome around the virtual campfire. Just skip the part about the marshmallows, it will be easier. Grab a cup of coffee, warm your knees, settle in. in welcome to Frithcast, in episode 71. In fairness, we could always edit out the bit about the marshmallows, and then they wouldn't have to bother putting the effort in to skip it. We could, but you know, just make them work for a bit. Fair enough. Yeah, it's good too. Okay, have you noticed your waveform when we're not talking? Yeah. Look how thin that is. Uh-huh. That's because you're not getting background hiss. Okay. Look at mine. I'm looking at yours. That's a huge big fat That is a phone. chunky boy waveform. That is chonk. That's the. That's how much background hiss chonk I'm getting. Right. My phone's rubbish. <laughs> I mean, all the phones are available. I'm not saying... you know, Everybody you has to, to use Kate's phone. You don't have to buy, the, buy this particular brand. Don't buy this particular brand. I'm not going to name what brand it is because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> and it's actually quite good, just the microphone's rubbish. Which is annoying because we haven't got proper microphones, so we're still having to use our phones. Shall we do some introductions? Haven't we just done that? No, the, the who we are. We never it. did it. We did Hello, Hello, yeah. Welcome to Frithcast episode 71. We did. We need to do some introductions so okay. that the lovely listeners know who we are. Who the hell you? Well, it's <laughs> a very big question for this <laughs> time of day, I'm sure. Lovely listeners, I am Suzanne Martin. I am a heathen and I am welcoming you round the virtual campfire this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whenever you're listening to this. Welcome. Not that we gave away what, what time it is for us at the moment. but Totally not, but it's different around the world, it's fine. And I am neither Suzanne nor a heathen. I am Kate. I am a druidy thing that happens to live here in Yay. the house and therefore occasionally join in with the making of 
occasionally. A, 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 a frith cast. Um, because she hasn't got anybody better. <gasps> I wouldn't can... want anybody else. <laughs> Alrighty, anyway, that's me. So Okay, lovely listeners, you probably know if you've been with us for a while that every... It, it probably hangs heavy on you episode. as a burden listener. Thank you. Sorry. Every ninth episode, we do story time. We do. We do. We do. And we've done a few of them, because we're kind of in 70-odd episodes in now. So we might have done a few story times along the way. Seven. Yeah. Because it's 70, so we haven't got round to doing the extra nine yet. So we've done a nine for every ten episodes, but we haven't got around to doing the last nine that we would have done if we'd done the like the additional nine that we would have done if we'd done ninety episodes. Right. I think. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent great at maths, but Okay. What I do know is that aside from story time every nine episodes. Every last episode in December, we do a random reel. We did one at the end of our first year. It is a thing. And one at the end of our second year. And we're now getting very close in the year to one at the end of our third year. Which happens to hit episode 72, which is a multiple of nine. You see our Oh, this is complicated. We either do a random reel or we do story time. So we've decided that you lovely listeners need both. You poor saps. You need your random reels because they're just weird and you need your story times because I mean, reasons. I mean, obviously we use the word need in a fairly broad sense. Yeah, kind of. So we've decided instead of having story time for episode 72, we're going to have story time for episode 71. Which is today. Which is today. Okay. So lovely listeners, welcome to story time. Hello. We're going to do a retelling of a story from the middle of the myth cycle. Okay. It's quite an odd one because there are no gods in it. No gods? At all. There are stories in the myth cycle that don't have gods in them. Yeah. I thought they were all about the gods. Yeah. You see, this shows what I know. This one... To wit... Is not. Diddly... Sorry? This one is not. It has no gods in it. No Allfather, no Frigga, no Frey, no Njord, no Skarvi, no Thor, no Loki. Did I tell you I had two crows sitting on a, in a tree outside my office today laughing at me? <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> Just looking dead at me. I looked out the window, I heard this noise, and I looked out the window up at the tree we've got at the back, and they're sitting there and they are looking at me and they're laughing. Yeah, they do that. And I'm like, could you start off, please? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, due respect to, mm -hmm. you know, because I obviously I'm aware of people that knock about with two raven, uh, two, um, two yeah. crows slash ravens, corvids. Generally ravens, but yes. And I don't want to upset nobody. No. But they were putting me off my work. <laughs> and I look, you may, you know, you may have, you may be portending something. Because they do that, they port, they portend. They do. And uh, and I thought you may be doing that. You may be, you know, um, you, if it's ravens, you have to be careful because they go all po. But I'm like, 
Just, just wait, wait, sod wait, off. Wait, what? wait, wait. Okay. You, they go all po. Yeah. They turn into a really giant panda that likes noodles. Yeah. That is awesome. Kung Fu Raven. Kung Fu Raven. <laughs> I so need to watch this. Kung Fu Raven. Now it makes total sense why his father's a duck. Crane? Yeah. What is he? I don't know. What is his father? I mean, he's a noodle merchant. We know yeah, that. Yeah, with the noodles. We know he's a noodle merchant. And that's really... You know, that's his primary thing, isn't it? You know? Being noodle merchant. I don't know what kind of bird he is. I don't know. Random duck thing. Yeah, well, he knows and that's the main thing. Yeah. Are you ready? Ravens. Carry on, sorry. Okay. We're going to do a story from the middle of the myth cycle, mm -hmm. which doesn't have any gods in it. So I gather. And it's called The Ballad of Svipdag. Svipdag. My pronunciation may be pants, but I'm hopefully going to pronounce it the same way every time. And I therefore. I can't see there's a lot of possible variety with that one. There is. Svipdag? Svipdag? Svipdag. Svipdag. So, this gentleman is a human gentleman called Svipdag. A non god. A non god. A mortal. A mortal. And his mother, Groa, Groa. has died. G-R-O-A, Groa, not G-R-O-W-E-R. -E okay. The wrong kind of Groa. Hmm. His mother has died and she was a powerful uh, seeress, seeth worker, whatever phrase you want to use for it. She knows all the charms. Okay. And he journeys down to the gate of Niflheim to go and talk to her after she's died. Niflheim is the land of mists. <clears throat> yep. Uh, and absence of mellow fruitfulness. Yes. 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 So he goes to the gates of Niflheim to speak to his dead mother, Groa. And okay. this is where the story opens. And he calls for her and says, My father has remarried... A two-faced woman who has charged me with finding and winning the love of a lady called Menglad. 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 Okay. And Gro is like, mate. Because you're gonna. It's gonna be a bit pants. You're gonna. I mean, yeah. there's not. It's not got not enough slip dag. Kind of lacking an agency here. Slightly, yeah. So he's been told he's going to. He's got to go win the love of Menglad. Mm -hmm. So he goes to his mother and talks to her through the gates of Niflheim, which are not open to him because he's young and alive. And you can't go into the land of the dead when you're alive. Yeah, there's only one person's done that and come out again. Okay. And he isn't that person. And so he... he talks to her through the gate. And it's probably fair to say that he's not Proserpina. He is totally not with the Proserpina ring. Okay. So he talks to her through the gates and she kind of looks at him and goes, oh, mate, that's just, that's going to really harsh your mellow. Yeah. So I'm going to, because I'm still a powerful seeress, sorceress, seeth worker, mm -hmm. I'm going to sing nine spell charms to keep you safe on this long journey road that you're going to go on. Okay. And she does. 
and she sings the fourth I'll sing, the fifth I'll sing, and so on and so on and so on until yeah. she gets to nine. And these are to protect him against specific things, or are they like cumulative buffs? Or Yeah, they're mostly things like she sings a charm so he won't be able to be fettered at any point. Okay. Nobody can put chains around him because they'll just fall off. All right. She sings a charm that says that neither wind nor wave will harm him, that he won't get cold. I so nearly, my brain so nearly provided me with all gloom of night. Yeah. At the end of that. Neither weed, no wave, no gloom of, glum of knit. Glum of knit. The eighth one is quite an interesting one. The ninth, she sings in case he has to do a wits battle with a giant so that he will always have a sharp wit and wise words to speak if he ever has to do battle with a giant along the way. Paging Mr. Chekhov. Paging Mr. Chekhov. Bring your gun. Yeah. We are going to set it off. Because that's awfully specific. It so is. I'm it gonna, is, isn't it? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bet one virtual marshmallow mm-hmm. that at some point he has to do a battle of wits with a giant. Kind of does, but I totally didn't tell you that. The eighth one in her list of nine charms is really interesting to me. Okay. She says, I'll sing it just in case you've taken a, a, a dismal track into the darkness, she says. All right. No curse from a dead Christian woman will ever harm you. Oh, come on. Yeah. I mean, that... Just unpack that one, because that's going to take a while. A curse from a dead Christian woman. Yeah. No curse from a dead Christian woman will harm you. So we've got here a, 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 a scene... Not dissimilar to the the fairies giving the doing doing like blessings on the baby before Maleficent turns up. Mm-hmm. This is what we've. This is what we're going with here. Yeah. This is kind of the, the. This is the theme. Yeah. Okay. But these are very very specific. Very. A lot of them are to do with nature. So yeah. there's a lot to do with. You know, you're not going to get cold. You're not going to get. Storms won't hurt you. Waves won't hurt you. Okay. You can go up in the high mountain passes and that won't hurt you. Yeah. But yeah, number eight is no curse from a dead Christian woman will harm you. And I'm um, like, your Christian woman's going to know how to curse because that's not very Christian. Well. And she's also you know. deed. And you're going to be coming across her how exactly. But there you go. But the well, ninth she, she's one... dead. She should be in heaven, surely. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure whether eight is absolutely superbly, like, mood, or whether it's just a bit of a waste of a curse and she wanted to get to nine and... Possibly, nice yeah. Nine's a it's nice number. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what the internet refers to as content. It's content. <laughs> you know, mood, but content. So... She then says, "Well, you're going to have to leave me in Niflheim, but I've given you nine love. I've given you nine charms yeah. from me as a powerful person, also as your mother. Yeah, you know, pack your thermos, clean underpants on, off you go. Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. Don't take presents from strange men. Don't do that either. Yeah, all of that. So." Svipdag then turns away from his dead mother and rides back up the road into Midgard. Don't take men from strange presents. Midgard. Midgard, woman! Midgard! (laughs) 
doesn't even ask his mother, how are you doing? Where did you put the family silver? All of that stuff. Doesn't give her any kind of, you know, thanks, family news, blessings, greetings. Really? None of that. Just rides off. What a critter. Honestly. Um, comes down, says, you know, mother, do me stuff. She does the stuff. I know you're dead. Away. Yeah. But can you just sort this out for me and then I'll piss... I'll go away and not say... Yeah, it literally does that. No! Yeah, literally does that. He's a critter. And this is the guy <laughs> we're supposed to be rooting for, isn't so it? So Svipdag then rides away <sighs> and goes back into Midgard to try to start his search for Manglad, mm-hmm. the woman he's supposed to fall in love with. The woman. Now... The woman of his dreams. The woman of his dreams that he's been charged that he has to go and love. Again, lack of agency, but there you go. Yeah, slight lack of agency. Maltese Falcon. Oh, oh, literature. Ooh. Literature, no I less. Know. MacGuffin. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, something in my throat there, <laughs> lovely listeners. So he searches all the way through the nine worlds. Can't find her. That's quite a yeah, distance to cover. Bit of a long road, you know, 5,000 mile walkies. And there must be some that must be quite difficult for him to get into. I mean, Muspelheim, for example. Yeah, it's not like you've got a whole lot of postcards from Muspelheim happening. Svartalfheim. Nuh-uh. Hey, Don't do I... it. Yeah. Whatever. Not a good plan. And can he just wander into Asgard and start? I... Do you know, it doesn't tell you whether he wanders into Asgard, but presumably... He's going to get a prod. You know, he does say that he searches all the nine worlds. Okay. Well, he technically searches eight of them because one day he comes to Jotunheim. Alrighty. And he comes to a massive stronghold, guarded by a giant. Svipdag shouts up to the guard and says, Mate, what are you doing? Why are you guarding the gate? You're very tall. Yeah. So the giant says, what do you want? I'm basically not going to give you any hospitality. Off you pop. Grab your little shushbag and mince. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I mean, and Svipdag says that's that's just a bit harsh. Why? Where's my hospitality? I am yeah. a wanderer at your gate, and the giant goes, "I'm not feeding you, off your toddle." I'm not feeling it. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> just ain't happening. There's no good vibes happening from from this giant. He's so just this like, is yeah, nope. This is quite a thing. I mean, you know, we know from previous lookings at things like the Harbour Mile and so forth. Mm. You know, these are. These are fairly standard rules across all the worlds. Yeah. That you look after. You look after wanderers and guests, and this guy's going, yeah, and lol nope. Ah. Yeah. So he basically says, you're never going to get a foothold in this hall. You're going to leave as hungry as you arrived. I am not feeding you. I am nice. not giving you guest right. You nice. can toddle. And Svipdag kind of looks around and goes, actually, this is kind of nice. I'd like this to be my home, please. And the giant's like, excuse me. I'm just thinking of a scene in John Wick. Okay. Because, yes, I can understand why. Where father explains to son exactly who this terrifying former assassin of theirs is. And the son says, don't worry, I'll sort it out. I can can finish what I started. And the father turns around and says, did he hear a word I just said? Yeah, exactly. So the giant. This is what's like, in my head. It's yes. like, I'd like to live here. Did you hear a word I just said? <laughs> yeah, no, no, he didn't. So the giant says, What's your name and what's your lineage? Because 
I don't think you're coming to live here, Sonny Jim. So Svipdag basically gives his lineage. Yeah. He says, I am the son of so-and-so who was the son of so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. Bletch. Okay. Just for the record, I could do that back two generations. Yeah. <laughs> so Svipdag <laughs> says, who sits in the high seat of this hall? Who is the owner of this hall? And the guard says, her name is Menglad. <gasps> A girl! Dun 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 I'll try. Basically says, Menglad lives here. She's the owner of the hall. <gasps> she sits in the high seat. That's the name. That's the name. That's the name. You played the note. You played the... <laughs> Curses, he missed it again. He missed the note. <laughs> so he's played the note. It's Menglad's hall. He's found it. Wow. Now all he's got to do is figure out how to get in. In the eighth realm he tries. Did you say? In the ninth realm. The ninth realm. The last he realm he tries. Always so. in the last place you look. Always. Like stockings. <laughs> Always in the last place you looked. <laughs> so the giant on the wall says, This is Menglad's hall. And Svipdag says, Oh, sweet. So tell me this what's the gate called? Because I've never seen anything like it. Wait, what's Not the... even in Asgard. What's the gate called? The gate called. What's I mean, the, the name of the an... gate? I mean, the obvious answer would be the gate. The gate. It's, it's called the gate. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's the, it's the structure that bars the way so that. Little oysters like, like you can't, can't come in. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the so we're assuming the gate has an actual name. The like gate a, has okay. an actual name. It's not called Fred. Like a magic Bob. sword. Yeah. Like Excalibur. Or yeah, no, it's Glamdring or whatever, but yeah. a gate. So this is the gate. Gate dream. He says, you know, what's the gate called? And the giant kind of says to him, it's called the clanging thrimming yol. Thrimmingyol. Thrimmingyol. Okay. And it was built by the three sons of the sun-blinded dwarf Sol Blindy. Sol Blindy. Sol Blindy. Sol Blindy. The sun-blinded dwarf, sun-blind. Yeah. Sol Blindy. Yeah. And, I thought, and I thought the Norse... three sons of the sun-blinded dwarf built the gate and gave it that fabulous name. And I thought Norse was difficult. Yeah. It's uh, basically just English, isn't it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. So he says, the giant very helpfully adds then, whoever touches the latch is trapped by it. Which I think is a bit of a pants thing to say to a guy at the gate who's wanting to get in. Don't touch the latch, mate. It'll not do you any good. You're stuck there. Yeah. Okay. So, Svipdag says, What's the name of this building? It's bigger than anything I've seen in Asgard. Really? Wow. So the giant says... Man, it's giants, I guess, isn't it? Its name is Guest Crusher. <laughs> so we're going with the hospitality, absence of hospitality theme again. He's called the whole... Guest crusher. I mean, in fairness, I've stayed in hotels like that. Yeah, it's just, it's never a good experience. And he basically says, the, the giant on the gate says, he's built it and it's going to last, he's built it so well, it's going to last 
as long as the world lasts because he's braced it inside and out absolutely perfectly. Where are we in the myth cycle? Somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So this might last a bit longer. He's doing all right then yeah, for the moment, right. at least. He's doing all right. then says to the giant on the wall, what's the tree that spreads its limbs across the world? It's what? It's limbs? It's limbs across the world. Oh, across the world. I can do that. I go can on, do that. Go, go, go on, go on. That would be Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. So the giant replies, it's called Yggdrasil. No man alive has seen all its roots, neither axe nor fire will be its downfall. And it has a squirrel. And it has a mad, mad critter of a squirrel. Which makes it cool in my book. So Svipdag then says, what issues from the seed of this mighty tree? And the giant says, women in childbirth cook the fruit randomly to a guy, you know, mad guy at the gate. He's not even sharing a beer with this guy. He's not kind of, you know, shooting the fat over a cup of coffee, doing whatever he's doing. He's just yelling at him from the ramparts. <laughs> and this tiny little mortal human is yelling his questions up to a guard at the gate. And your father smells of elderberries! <laughs> <laughs> was he a, One of them smelled of elderberries and the other one was a hamster. Your mother, your mother was a hamster. And your father smelled and of elderberries. And your father smelled of elderberries. Yeah, it's like that. So then Svipdag says, what's the, the cock called, what's the rooster called, that sits on the topmost branches of the Yggdrasil? And I'm like, this conversation's taken a very strange turn. He, he can't... Let me just recap. Yeah. Hi, I'm a traveller. A bona fide traveller in search of succour. Yes. Can I come in and warm my knees by your fire? Lol, nope. Right? Yeah. Giant. No. Sod off. Mm Mm-hmm. Traveller. Svipdag. Yep. All right, but who owns this hall? Giant. Okay, that's... Menglad. 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 Right. Uh, What's the tree called... Yeah. That covers the world. Bit of a sideways step. Yggdrasil. What's the rooster called that sits... I mean, he's going somewhere, clearly. He is definitely going completely round the twist with these questions. So, Svipdag says... shall I let you into a little secret? What's the rooster called? Go on. I'm beginning to wonder Uh if this is riddles. It kind of is and it kind of isn't. It's like a call and answer question. And there are a few of them in the mid-cycle that are these kind of delivering information to the reader through these call-and-answer questions or call-and-answer riddles. Okay. And this is one of the tales that does that. Please go on. So he says, what's the rooster called that sits on the top of the Yggdrasil? And the giant says, he's called the tree snake Vidofnir. Is he? Yeah. But he's a rooster. He's a rooster. But he's a snake. Yeah. He's a snake. Rooster, he's a snake stuff. <clears throat> a roo snake. A roo snake. <laughs> Small snake. Small snake. <laughs> Boop beak. Boop beak. That's what he's called. That's what he's called from here on in. He's Boop beak. Okay. Boop beak the rooster. <laughs> Boop beak the rooster. <laughs> Why is he called a snake if he's a rooster? I don't so then, <laughs> Swipdag asks another question. <sighs> what are the hounds that 
called that prowl and snarl in front of this stronghold. So now we've gone from the tree and the rooster back to the dirty great big fortress that's in front of All me. right, vaguely relevant. He's trying to get into the stronghold. Yeah. He's going to benefit from knowing the names of the guard dogs because yep. then he can go, here over, or whatever. Yes. And the dogs will come running and pant and lick his hand yep. and roll over and... and chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Look so... at him rolling over. Look at his little back leg going like the clappers. <laughs> Sorry. I've got no, a touch, you're not. I got a touch of round the horn there. Did not need to know that. So the giant says they're called Gif and Gary. It's a, it's a radio show from the 60s. And they're basically going to get... They're going to keep getting bigger. Because they haven't finished growing yet. Okay. Big paws. So he said, Can no one hope to get inside when these are asleep? You know, guard dogs. I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah. Can I get in? Could you tell me what the vulnerabilities of your castle are, please? Yeah. Would you mind awfully? I'm just doing some market research on vulnerables and yeah. castles. And I need to know where your vulnerables are. I want to sell you some night dogs for your... Yeah. Yeah. Move so on. the giant <laughs> says... Oh, they don't both sleep at the same time. One sleeps during the day and one sleeps during the night. Makes so sense. then you've always got somebody awake and nobody can get in. Ah ha ha ha. Shifty these dogs. Yeah. Shifty these dogs. <laughs> so <laughs> Slipdag says, Can I throw meat to them and that way get past them asking for a friend? Can I throw your dog a bit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, yes. Carry on. Yeah. So the the giant on the wall says the cock, the rooster on the top of the Yggdrasil has got two wings and that alone is the meat that you can throw to these dogs to chill them all out and then you're going to have to run past them wait, while they're nomming you. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Give me a, just give me a minute. Okay. Give me a minute. This is where it gets really fun, by the way. So if you're <clears throat> ready for a whole kind of you know link hey listen this is where it's gonna get really fun i'm just i'm 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 getting my balance go right do the balance thing because we've gone dogs weaknesses of dogs do they leave gaps you know shifty dogs they work shifts right okay can i feed them meat you can feed them the two wings of the rooster off the top of Yggdrasil. yeah and that's your lot right now stop Mm -hmm. stop a minute Yep. Have I had too much or too little rum? Probably not enough. Okay. Because this is where it's going to get really fun. Right. Okay. Okay, go on. So, he says the only meat that you can throw to these two dogs is the wings of the rooster that lives on top of the Yggdrasil. I heard it. I still don't understand it. Yeah, so Svipdag says, oh... Oh, well, that's all right. Skipping over the entire part where he's got to climb the Yggdrasil to get the rooster to get the wings off it. He says, what weapon is the weapon I have to use to kill the rooster with? <sighs> okay. So the giant says, Ooh, that that's the sword Lavatine. Loki made it and he forged it and it lies in a chest and it's guarded by nine locks. And Simnora watches over it. Simnora is Soot's partner. Okay. Watches over it. So Svipdag says, can I go in and nick it? 
can I get this sword out of this chest with nine locks over it and a giantess watching it so I can run up the Yggdrasil, stabby the rooster, nick its wings, bring the wings back, feed the dogs, get past the dogs and get to the lady I'm supposed to love. You with me so far? I was born mm-hmm. somewhere in the mid-1970s. Okay. I started playing computer games 81, 82, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I've played adventure games like this. I know. It's great, isn't it? I want to do such a thing. Well, in order to do such a thing, you're going to have to go there and do something else. Okay, I'll go there. Do something. I'm tr- right. I need. I'm yeah. here. I need to do something else. Right. Well, before I can let you do something else, you've got to go over there to that third place mm-hmm. and do a ridiculous thing that doesn't make. It's a rubber chicken with a pulley in it. It is. Is, is what this is. Tea and no tea. Are you tea ready for and the... no tea. Exactly. Are you ready for the next part of the go story? It. Go it. Go it. It's like Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders. <laughs> so. <laughs> the guard on the gate helpfully tells him then that if he takes a gift for Sinmora, then she will let him steal the sword for which he's got to go up the Yggdrasil uh, and stab the chicken. Point of order. Yeah. If she's letting him take it, he's not stealing it. Well, that, basically. Okay. But, so, Svipdag says, what treasure might this giantess theoretically like? And the giant on the wall says, oh, take her a tail feather from the rooster at the top of the Yggdrasil and she'll give you the sword. Okay, recap. Yeah. Recap again. Do it, do it, do it. So, I've got to go to the top of Yggdrasil. Yeah. I've got to take a rooster t- feather yeah. off the tail of Boop Beak the snake rooster. Yep. <laughs> in order to go <clears throat> yep. to see Signora. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. I like that better than mine. Yeah, go on. With the nine locks. With the nine locks on the chest. So that she will let me, inverted commas, steal. Yeah. The sword. sword Made by Loki. Called. The Wounding Wand, but I've also heard it called the Damage Twig. Please tell me it's called the Damage Twig. (laughs) Oh, please. It can be called the Damage Twig. And why do I sound like the Chamberlain? Okay, so it's called the damage. Right, so I'm gonna. Okay, so. Okay, so hang on, right. So I've got the feather. Yeah. Off boot beat the small snack rooster. I'm gonna take the feather to Senorita. Yeah. I'm gonna give her the feather. She's going to give me. She's gonna look the other way while I get through the nine locks. Nick, damage twig. Damage twig. I'm gonna then take damage twig back up in Drassel to where I've just been. Yeah. Kill the rooster with it. Yep. Nick its wings. Yep. Go back down to Jotunheim. Yep. Find the, the, the French knight on top of the ramparts. Yes. Only a giant. With the and, elderberries. And with the elderberries. Yep. And say, right. Dogs. <clears throat> yep. Wings thrown to the dogs. Yeah. The dogs start eating the wings, which I don't know, presumably I've drugged them with some kind of soporific yeah. dog putting to sleep agent or something. I can then sneak into the castle. Yeah. Brunhild, not Brunhilde. <laughs> Menglad. <laughs> it's going to say to me, ah, you mighty hero, you have overcome my dogs, my guard on the rampart. 
Who did, did, totally did wings. not give you all of the answers who, to this. Who, did, who just happened to give you all the answers and must not be paying him properly. <laughs> because you're here, I'm just going to marry you. Yeah. And you will have fulfilled the, 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 the requirement placed upon you by the two-faced woman that your dad married when your seer mother died and went to Niflheim. Have I got it right? Yes. Awesome. Can we carry on now? Please do. We've got the other half of the tale to oh go. Oh, my God. <laughs> left so Swipdag says what's the name of the hall that I have to go to and the giant on the wall says oh it's called Leah the holder of heat and it's always Leah L-Y-R oh Leah yeah. yes okay I'm sure oh, there's a star system it will always Leah. shimmer like a spear point okay he says and it's a noble hall so Swipdag says, so who made this hall? Oh, God. And just... the giant on the wall says, Loki made the hall, and he was aided by a set of dwarves. He's the one that made Damage Twig. He's the one that made Damage Twig. Okay. So Swipdag then says, what's the mountain called on which the, the Signora is reclining? <laughs> and... The guard on the wall says it's called, oh, it's called the Hill of Healing. Okay, good place to be reclining. Yep. So it's always a source of comfort to those who are ill and those who are sick. And women who climb it will be cured of whatever it is that they need to be cured of. All right. So Svipdag then says, who are the maidens at Menglad's knees? So this is a whole line of left turn at Albuquerque Mm. job. We've gone from which hall do I need to be in to... Oh, by the way, on the inside of your hall, who are the maidens, the, the handmaidens of Menglad? Okay. So the giant tells him, and Swipdag says, do they help everybody? Do they help all of those who make offerings to them? And the giant says, yes, they help all those who make offerings to them on high altars, and they help anybody in need of aid. So... So then he says to the guard, is there anybody that can hope to sleep in the arms of Menglad. And the giant says, yeah, mate, no, there's only one that is allowed to sleep in the arms of Menglad, and that man is Fipdag. Okay. Okay. So Fipdag goes, oh, thank gods for all of that, open the gate, that's me. The idea being that because he's identified himself, yep. bear in mind the giant has just given him a name. Mm-hmm. This is the guy who may sleep in the arms of Menglad. Mm-hmm. He's this called Svipdag. Oh, that happens to be my name. Yeah, let me in. Me. That's going to work in. well. So the giant basically goes to Menglad and says, uh, you're going to kind of need to come and see this wind back at the gate because he is just driving me nuts. <laughs> And he's asking me all these questions and I can't get him to go away. And he says, the hounds are fawning on him and the gates have opened of their own accord, which I totally didn't do. Because at least he stopped asking me questions. But this is all before we've even got to Bootbeak. Yeah, you don't get to go to Bootbeak. Before we've seen Damage Twig. Don't get to see Damage Twig. 
Okay, carry on. Okay. So I am perplexed. Basically, goes to the guard and goes, that's great news, but if you're lying, I'm going to do horrible, terrible things to you. I shall do such things. What they are, yet I know not, but they shall be the terrors of the earth. I don't know if they grade it. But, of course. course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Menglad brings her entire, like, whole handmaiden thing going on. The guard comes back and they go to the main gatehouse again. Yeah. And... Menglad says, mate, I know you did it right at the beginning, but do you mind going through your ancestry and how you got here again? This mm. is like security questions at the bank. Yeah. You Can know, you give me the first and third digit of your security code, please? Yes. So he says, I'm Svitdag, and no one can deny fate, basically. He names the Norns and says, even though the gifts of the Norns are unearned, no man can deny what fate has to do. Okay. Menglad is very happy that Svipdag has arrived because she's also been waiting for him. Alright. And she's very, very impressed. And she says, is there any anything greater than two lovers finally getting to meet each other? Oh. <laughs> so basically kinda... neither of them have any agency in this? No. Okay. And she's been sat on the Hill of Healing waiting for him to come. Oh. They've been waiting for each other because they know that one day one of them will find the other and they'll fall in love. It's oh. kind of like it goes from an adventure story, Riddles, to a total love story by the end. I'm liking this. This yeah. is good. I thought you were going to tell me everybody died. No, no, not in this one, no. So they basically say to each other, they pledge to each other and say, from now on we will live all the days of our lives together. Oh. Ah. And do they? They do. Oh, that is brilliant. I honestly thought it was going to end up in absolute bloody slaughter. <laughs> You've listened to too many of these stories. I thought it was going to be somebody was going to trick somebody else. Somebody was going to kill somebody in 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 spite. There was going to be vengeance, blood money. No, you know, their guilt or whatever they call it. This is it. a love story. Technically, this is a love story. It just doesn't look I'm like really, a love story at the start. I'm really chuffed at that. I think that's brill. Oh, good, lovely listeners. We're going to leave you. Feeling all warm and happy. We're literally going to leave you with that they live with happily the, ever after. We are. How cool is that? I know. It's just really sweet. And there aren't many really sweet stories in the circle. <laughs> this just happens to be one of them. So, lovely listeners, we're going to leave you with Svipdag and Menglad. Yay. Just kind of chilling out and liking each other's instas and doing their thing. <laughs> I suppose. We will talk to you all next time for episode 72, which is going to be this year's very random reel. Very, very random reel. I shall wait with baited Don't wait. Everything. Yeah, don't hold your breath on this one because it might be a little <clears throat> while yet. But yeah, this, this year's random reel, if you've not encountered a random reel before, there are two of them out in the wild already. They are the bits that are a little bit too surreal and slightly skew-whiff for sending out in a normal episode. We save them all up over a year yeah. and we gift them to you with 
the Yule Father's assistance at Yule time in the Northern Hemisphere. So that you have to look forward to a little bit closer to Yule. Lovely listeners, if you want to come and find us online, come and say hi. You can find me as Susan Martin on Facebook. You can also find me on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. And if you want to find me for any reason, you can either contact me through Suzanne um, or you can visit my sort of pseudo website thing at glassrain.net. Lovely listeners, we're going to leave you with a love story to warm the cockles of your socks. <laughs> Keep your knees warm until next time. Better than the sockles of your hearts. Don't go there, thank you. Hearts. hearts. <laughs> I know that you were totally meaning to say hearts. Lovely listeners, we'll talk to you all next time for the random reel. Bye bye. Bye bye. i